One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, Wee's recording, and then I go. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right, yeah, I know. Mommy. What? It's a bit more all There's a sea line in there as well. We'll have to go. Hey now, I'm a boxer. Hey, hey, hey now, I'm a boxer. Holy cow. Just cut this bit out. Did you hear that? Are they just going to cut this bit out? We all have to go. Is someone going to turn the TV off? But when they do, it's the arches you burke in the background. Oh, all right. Okay. One, two minutes left. Four minutes left. Four minutes left. Four minutes left on the clock. Four minutes left. One minute and one minute. Dear. <laughs> I think that is actually how the majority of people listen through other people shouting. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> Epic in more ways than one. Yep. Folks, this is Dumpy Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that are centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. 
the bit of England that I love. I'm the smooth Havana cigar that is Royfield Brown. Oh, my mum and dad just went to Havana uh, two weeks ago. And with me, I have the Embassy Regal filter tip that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Jazz's battle against addiction, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum comes from Polly and her uh, family. <laughs> Menagerie. <laughs> Good grief. Polly and a room full of caged animals, I think. Who just... She said she wanted us to understand the conditions in which she is expected to listen in. <laughs> well, that was a proper insight. Too much of an insight, Polly. I'm traumatised. <laughs> but Lucy, if somebody wants to like corral their children into howling at the strains of Barwick Green, how exactly can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum, leave us a or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups, and to the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek for Lone in the Back Bedroom. Uh Derek did a bit of um preparation work uh in in um anticipation of our visit to Bort to Birmingham shortly and uh accidentally went to a gay club got in a fight and two blokes had to pull him off <laughs> oh i took you quite literally what, what you meant there for a second I was, I was, I was, where's the joke in the, oh, oh no i oh, got there sorry uh, the penny had to drop thank you lucy well done smashing uh two blokes pulling him off oh anyway menage a Right, folks, we are all meeting up in approximately, what, some 10 days' time now? I don't know. Oh, maybe God. not 10, maybe 12, 12. Can't do the maths. Stop with the faux distress. It's not faux. I haven't written anything. You'll be fine. Wing it. I do most oh, weeks. God. Look at me. It's made me yes. the podcaster that I am. <laughs> right, you'll be, you'll be fine. We're meeting up in Birmingham, of course, for Dum De Dum Live on October Sunday the 7th at 3pm. Get your ass to Birmingham, then get yourself a ticket and get into the town hall. Much fun, hilarity and insight will be uh, will be dis- will be there on stage uh, round the thing that we love, which is the Archers, folks. We've got Kerry Davis and we've got Charlotte Martin, who plays our Susan, of course, and then me and Luce. And then you in the audience having a rip-roaring time. And also, guess what, Lucy? What? Yokel Bear is going to do a live social media report. Yep. He's going to get up from the audience, stride over, sit down beside us and deliver it. And then uh, maybe go back and sit down again. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So that'd be awesome. But like, so you've got that. But then also if you decide, if you maybe, if you come from some far flung bit of the United Kingdom, which the way the, the EU negotiations are going, will not be united for too much longer. Goodbye, Northern Ireland. Ta-ra. Anyway, um, maybe you want to come to Birmingham and um, have a weekend full of archers, fun and festivities. So um, you can come along and maybe stop in the Hallmark Strathallen Hotel on the Hagley Road. We've got discounted rates for you. You can have a tour at the BBC Mailbox. You can have dinner with some 50-odd other Archers fans at the Cozy Club on Bennett's Hill in Birmingham. You can dance away at the Reflex Club on Broad Street. You can have breakfast 
uh, on the Sunday. You can have a canal walk. And then, of course, there is the Dumbly Dum. Now, all of those things, folks, are at, you can actually book them on the Dumpty Dum website. You don't have to have all of them. If you say, ooh, don't fancy disco dancing. I put me, finished me disco dancing approximately 1977. Well, you can still book all the other bits because everybody eats. So everybody needs dinner. So you can book the dinner if you want to come up to Birmingham, right? And that'll be Lucy's phone. It's all right. <clears throat> That's all right. Just adds to the realism of this podcast. <laughs> or maybe the, sh- the shamiterism, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, folks, go on to dumdydum.com and book the bits for the Dumdy Dum weekend, which obviously start on the Saturday, and then go through onto the Sunday, Sunday the 7th. Um, bits are running out so fast. I think there's only three or five uh, places left on the BBC Studio Tour there are a few places left on the Crazy Cup dinner. There are hotel rooms uh, still left. But anyway, folks, go for it. It's going to be fun. Now, on this week's episode, we have loads of calls. We got Jan, Andrew, Catherine, Witherspoon, and Abby from Brighton. But first, before all the calls, it's the most popular. I say it's through gritted teeth. It's the most popular bit of the show. It's the bit which has <laughs> nothing to do with me. It's RG Salise and a week in Ambridge. We began the week with Alistair saying hello to Shula. Oh, for God's sake, Alistair, she said, stop bloody saying hello. It's intrusive. Right, that's it. I'm going to have Elizabeth over for tea. That's what you've driven me to, Alistair. Bastard. Poor Elizabeth had to listen to that for half an hour. And then, Elizabeth, he asked me how I was, how I was, bastard, before slinking off home, only to be greeted by Pip, staggering around with her baby in a wheelbarrow, hoping to find someone vaguely competent she could palm it off on. <laughs> Hello, Aunt Elizabeth, this is a baby, I think. It seems to be quite cross about a lot of things a lot of the time, but no one's been back to pick it up yet. Would you like to hold it? I found it likes being that way up. Oh, you're good at holding it can we live with you for the love of god no said elizabeth <laughs> i've had enough of things dribbling and crapping their pants when i managed to get a shot of freddie and russ <laughs> every now and again everyone stops moaning to ask elizabeth how she is and she says i don't see how things could get any worse and if you listen to your radio really carefully when she says that you can hear five million people rubbing their hands together with glee the Ambridge team played the Darrington under-10s and lost. It was at all our fault, said Alistair. That kid from Red Reception in the Thomas the Tank Engine t-shirt put a hell of a lot of backspin on. You probably shouldn't have bitten him, though, Hannah. Freddie the Pill Pargeter is still languishing at the stables. Shula's now making him wear army uniform and calling him My Little Dandan, which is making prison look a lot more appealing. Alistair <laughs> has taken Freddie under his wing. Alistair sounds on top form now. I've lost 13 stone of superfluous flesh, he said cheerfully. Shula, anyway. <laughs> he rang Freddy to entice him down to join in the game of narc, snitch or informer that Fallon had going in the tea rooms. You should come down here, said Alistair. You'll feel at home. There's a barbecue and loads of other things that have been skewered by Harrison. Talking of our ever brilliant policeman, he was there dancing to the Spice Girls. Are you sporty or posh? asked Alistair. Neither am incompetent, said Harassment happily. As Alistair has had no luck with Freddy, Johnny went round to jolly him along. They reminisced about the Isle of Wight. Well, Freddy did. 
such an amazing three days dancing with Bonnie, throwing you out of our tent so that I could bonk Bonnie. Yeah, said Johnny. I've just remembered why I bloody can't stand you. And now, part of an occasional series called The New Testament According to Ambridge. And lo, there was a stranger from the West, and he was called Philip. No one knew from where he came, but he was like a magic man, and he knew all the secrets and innermost thoughts of the villagers, and he did tell them stories and examples from his own life and his many wives and how he did give up the fags. And none of them did ask, <laughs> hang on a minute, who asked you anyway? And anyway, who the bloody hell are you? And so the man didst continue in the village, living with the Ambridgeites, until they all did shrug and say, oh, well, he's here now. Lily and Truss are in their new flat, <laughs> sleeping in the city and cooking in the futon. They've run out of money already, as Truss has spent it all on 14 sheets of plexiglass and some wire netting for an installation he's doing. It's an introspective piece of self-examination called Massive Pillock. Carol Toboggan came back to watch Cary Grant films with Hootie and tell her that Freddie would be fine after prison because Stephen Fry was. Yes, there's one or two differences there, Hoots, and one or two thousand IQ points. Freddie has decided to take mm. his piercing out, not to look better in front of the judge, just to make things more comfortable for Big Terry in the shower block. Is Brian, <laughs> is Brian having an affair with Peggy or what? He seems to spend more of his time with her than anyone else. I suppose they have something in common, money, and more than that, an obviously prurient interest into who's doing what for the Flower and Produce show. They spent a lot of time chatting about who's entering their chutney. Bit personal. Jenny's always <laughs> avoided the chutney, said Peggy. Yes, said Brian, sadly. But he cheered up when he got home and Jenny did something exciting to his gentleman's buttonhole. Carol Toboggan <laughs> is doing something revolting with a kumquat. Come what? said Brian, interestedly. Then you whip them until they get stiff, do you? All of a sudden, his interest in the flour and produce became embarrassingly genuine. Meanwhile, over at the stables, Alistair was getting nostalgic with the prophet Philip. I really need to find out a way of using up all this horse equipment, said Alistair. Do you fancy getting on all fours over there, Philip? There's a rectal probe I've been itching to have a go at. Joe Grundy, 146, has been wearing his new pyjamas and dressing gown since last Wednesday and was digging the garden in them yesterday. If this was a normal village, someone would have called social services by now. But the big news of the week is Sausage Boy got his chipolata seasoned by horrible Hannah, who put on a negligee, feigned interest in kefir marketing plans, said, you know how to whistle, don't know she didn't. She basically said, I'm bored and I've even shaved the back of my legs. Do you fancy a shag? <laughs> Do you fancy a shag? And even Tom got that message, subtle as it was. So we can all sit back and wait and see how this one explodes in his face like a Primark grenade. Oh, Tom. Surely, as a farmer, you've heard the phrase about not crapping on your own doorstep, especially when it's her doorstep as well. The end. He even shaved the back of my legs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she really did come prepared. Uh, well done, Freeman. That little biblical passage in the middle of uh, your monologue, uh, which, yeah. which bit of the Bible was that then? Book of what? <laughs> It's the book of Ambridge, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, um, uh, so where do we start? <laughs> so we were saying off mic that you were struggling with your monologue because not, not much has happened this, this week. No. And I, and I, well, because it's all in, it's an in-between kind of period. It's an interregnum, it isn't is it? We're just waiting. We're waiting for, it's like we've got to that, that stage of, 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 of knitting where it doesn't look like anything yet. And you start to think, mm. oh, or sewing or whatever, and you start to think, oh, my God, this is a disaster. And then 
you sort of put everything together and then it works. At the moment, there's so many half finished. We've got a sleeve over here and a sleeve over there and no buttons, and you know, because um, we're waiting to, like you said, we're waiting to find out what's happening with Lily because she's mm-hmm. gone a bit quiet and all we all we get is her on an answer phone saying, send more money, which is actually quite accurate as a student. You know, students, that's what they do. Um, and then we yeah. have... And then we need to know what's going to happen with Freddie. Uh, yes. You know, the, the sentence. The Flower and Produce yeah. show, we need to know what exact, what categories Jenny is going to enter. Then we know that Tom <laughs> yes. entered Hannah. But how did that end up? <laughs> Highly commended, possibly. Who knows? Um, oh. Did he get a rosette? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, it's, it's, yeah, there's so many things. I mean, at least we've kind of come to an end with the Shula and Alistair storyline, haven't we? Have we? He took her up. Well, he took her up Lakey Hill and... Then they sort of had. They came to a sort of a an uh, an agreement that she would confess to everything, and he would. He said, "Righto." Hmm. I did think uh, there was that little line about, uh, and I'm going to massively uh, mess this up. But the sentiment was her talking to Freddie and saying, "You know, you should not quite confess things, but you should say when things are on your mind." And she'd mm. been caught out by that. Um, so there was that which happened last week, which I thought was nice. And, and, and also, um, I did like the whole Alistair and Freddie thing. And, yeah. and, and I know we, we talked about this a few weeks back about talking about we, us actually wanting to hear the relationship between, you know, cause Freddie went off to the stables didn't he and then for a week or so we didn't hear anything but in the last subsequent last two weeks we have actually heard his relationship with his auntie and it's it's a nice one it's a warm one you know and it feels very real you know him um the the crushing realization of actually what potentially is going to happen to him and him just getting all depressed and you know getting all of a bit of a scruff bucket and whatever and his aunt bringing him coffee and him not drinking it all this kind of stuff and then he, and then his uncle uh i'm not, not quite taking him by the scruff of the neck but putting a, an arm around his shoulder and and let, letting him talk and that's all been mm. lovely and i think really the arch has, has excelled in terms of showing us the human side uh, of, of those relationships, really, I, I did really like like those. But you still kind of feel like, yeah, but that's really nice. But give us the drama, which isn't something <laughs> I normally say when I when I, uh, when I li- listen to the Archers. I don't want drama normally, but I, you know, you, you do need a little bit of a, a ticking. Well, we've got this ticking time bomb, haven't we? In terms of the uh, you know, he's going to Crown Court, but it just felt like hmm last week just kind of drifted by yeah yes it did it did Hmm. um i like the relationship between alistair and freddie and i partly because alistair is somebody who has publicly failed you know Hmm. and and has sort of been a little bit ostracized by the family as a result um in a similar you know elizabeth shagged Roy, broke up his marriage. She's, you know, made a series of of poor choices. Um, 
and she's still oh darling elizabeth she works so hard there's no you know this wouldn't they wouldn't dream of sort of cutting her out um but alistair had a problem for which he sought help and um he's now sort of uh better he's you know and he's sort of he works on himself and he faces facts and he does sort of self-improvement stuff and everything and they're being bloody horrible to him and uh you know jill and and all that that lot and i think freddie is concerned that the same thing's going to happen to him so he sort of quite likes alistair because he's like a grown-up that failed massively and and got ostracized and is still okay yeah but and and actually I remember some many, many, many moons ago, I think it was when he shouted out horse paintings. We <laughs> did say, what is the point of Alistair? He never does yeah. anything. Yeah. And he has come into his own with this yeah. uh, separation. And I will go forward on to this week, but he does slap Elizabeth down. And actually, um, Elizabeth says, you know, oh, you you got my sister to, you know, to be the petitioner and whatever. And he goes, well, actually, it's a mutual decision. And he just puts her absolutely straight. And it's not something I've said, said in a little while, but, you know, there is this trope, there is this line, there is this, this thing whereby the male characters on the archers are a bit feckless and they're a bit hopeless. And it's the women that run the roost, as is the way in the world. Right. But it's just nice to see that Alistair, as you kind of said, has had his travails and whatever, but he's kind of coming through them. Uh, and actually, the character of Alistair actually has some substance as opposed to being not only the failed husband of Shula Hebden Lloyd, but also the failed cricket captain, you know, because he gave up on that, and, you know, and stuff. And uh, he's, 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 he's the vet who's has his practices kind of wobbled before and stuff. But no, 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 I, I'm, I'm loving a bit of Alistair. And um, and, that, and that's all to the good. Uh, other than that, Luce, what else happened last week? Because I can't bloody remember. Uh, <laughs> um, um, well, Tom and Horrid Hannah. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? You know, I hadn't thought about this until you said, what do you think? And I actually don't have a picture of Hannah in, in my mind. Really? I never thought, no, I just, I, I mean, what do you think? I thought, well, would I? Would I have done a Tom? <laughs> and I thought, well, if I, you know, I, I don't even know what she looks like. Issue, but anyway. Well, well, they did each other. Yes. But um, I, I don't have a picture of her in my mind. I know I don't quite like her, but that's obviously People the way. People don't that... seem to like her because she's horrid to Neil and everyone loves Neil. But it, but it's not just that she was horrible to um, Emma, obviously Emma, related yeah. to the Neil thing, and there was so, there's something else which she said was a little bit off, but I, I can't quite remember what it is right now. But anyway, yeah, and Neil is a saint. Neil, you know, Saint Neil. <laughs> <laughs> What's he the patron saint of? Chili. <laughs> <laughs> bell ringing, chili and bell ringing. Um, oh. Neil. So, yeah, if you're going to go up against Neil, you're going to have the wrath of uh, archers and Dumbly Dumb listeners uh, rain down <laughs> on you in biblical proportions. But I, I don't have a picture of her. I don't know if she's tall. I don't know if she's um, athletic looking. I don't know if she's blonde, brunette, brown, yellow, pink. I've no idea. I just don't have a picture of Hannah. Other than to say that, um, and actually, this 
is something which Andrew Horn said. Uh, I can't remember if he said it on the show or it was on a tweet, but talking about Lee, the karate teacher, yeah, that he thought that Lee was Tom when he first heard the voice. Right. Oh, no, not another person that sounds like all the other people. Exactly. For me, Hannah's not distinct enough. You know, if I wasn't listening to, like, if I hear the actor that plays Neil Carter outside of the Archers, I'm going to go, that's Neil, right? And yeah. <laughs> all the, literally half of the actors in the Archers, their voices are so distinct. Hence, I'm in a blooming lift with Charles Collingwood and he goes, ground floor, please. And I'm like, fucking hell, it's Brian Aldridge. <laughs> and he goes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. <laughs> My voice went so high pitched. I was such an embarrassment. <laughs> say, only dolphins could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the dogs in Birmingham were barking. <laughs> anyway, um, but she just sounds like, white bread in terms of um bbc radio for actors you know well no she's northern at least no she's not northern enough though it's kind of the acceptable home counties version of northern it's just but maybe 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 this is to do the fact that we still don't really know the reason why she's here and maybe the reason why she's here is to be a little bit of a a temptress and to be an incredibly confident young woman (laughs) who can just say you know what it's friday night i fancy a shag do you want to shag me and whatever but but she can get on with her life and it don't mean anything other than i needed that right then and then i got it now stop bothering me um get on with your life because yeah maybe that's it and also poor johnny's gonna be gutted isn't he because he does like her does he? I don't think Tom would even. Yeah, when he says always, she's she's great, isn't she, Hannah? She can drink and she can play cricket and she can do this and do that and she loves. She's good at cows. Yeah, but, yeah, but she's but she's old, much older than him. She's like a good mm, yeah fifteen years older. And actually, yeah. Tom did like her because he made a play for her when she first came. Yes. Yeah, remember? Yeah. And she went, yeah. "Oh, forget that, Tom. You know, I've moved on." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also she slapped yeah. Jazza down. Jazza will be upset when he hears. Yes. Oh, poor Jazza. He's lost another one. Hmm. Um, so, why don't you offer yourself up for a bit of jazzering then? <laughs> a bit of jazzing. <laughs> oh, I nearly made a very rude joke, then I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear birdsong outside your window. You can because there's a big tree right outside and the window is open to get some fresh air into my studio, i.e. the bedroom. So, uh, yes, <laughs> you can hear. And actually, um, there's a skunk that um, ah. wanders along here. And I tell you, you get these rather peculiar smells, um, which don't emanate from me, but <laughs> from, the, like from the... You're just blaming the skunk. It's like blaming the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, what that dog's eating. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can hear the bird song, Californian bird song. It's it's rather oh. nice. Yeah. So on that note, shall we actually go on to the calls because I've run out because I actually have no notes. I've actually run out of things to say about last week unless you yeah, can also, prompt also, me. Can I just mm. Can I just interrupt you to say you that interrupt? this blooming um Brian and Brian and well, some that's sort of, just you know, nonsense, isn't it? Crime fighting flower and produce <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's, I mean, it's kind of funny in a sort of a, 
what the hell way? But, you know, Brian has really got to get find something useful to do. He really has. He's going round the bend. And and uh, Peggy's sounding more and more giddy because, I don't know, she's, she's you know, I don't know, she's just well, she's thoroughly never, enjoying herself. She's never had so many lines, has she, the, the, the actor that plays Peggy? She's like, <laughs> really getting her teeth into this. <laughs> but it's, it's absolutely nuts. Hmm. And it doesn't even make sense because Jenny Darling wouldn't cheat particularly. She's confident enough not to go. And also, if she turns up with exactly the same things that other people have baked or damn nearly, she's going to be in massive trouble and everyone will hate her, which kind of takes away from the fact that she says she's doing this or they say they're doing this because they want her to um, enjoy her last flower and produce show by alienating the entire village. I think, I mean, she did tell them to stop. And that, you know, she said, it's very kind of you, blah, 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 but stop it now. But just the whole idea of it is is just bonkers. The fact that they would, just, that Brian would, would even think that much about it. He's, like I said before, he is much more likely to stick a grand on her Underwoods charge card, even if he hasn't got any money, and say, off you pop, darling. <laughs> That's what he would do. Not piss around in the bull but trying I think, to but, eavesdrop but, on how big people's marrows are. It's just nuts. All right. Uh, but there's a couple of points of correction number one he hasn't got the grand so that's the reason why he's scrambling around trying to do something else all right then number oh, two it's not, not... Brian saying i haven't got any money they don't I, mean listen, i haven't got I, any money this is a conversation which i frequently have with, with rich people when they say oh i'm so broke and, and i say exactly what mm-hmm. you say your definition of broke yeah. means you're down to your last yeah. you know 40 yeah. grand in your checking account yeah. right you know anyway but then the other point is, it's not for her to copy. It's for her to do better, to know what the competition has done, so then she can figure out, mm. well, you know, that's the whole point. Come on, Lisa. No, I don't know. No, because the way they said, that is you know, the point. She said she was going to make, she said, oh, I, I, I'll do something. I can't remember what it, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Somebody was making something and she said, well, I'll do, uh, mine won't have the so-and-so in it. And it was the same the same dish. It was something Clary was making. It was the same dish Clary was making, but without the whatever it was. And I don't know. It's just, anyway, the whole thing's just stupid. It is and stupid. It and it's supposed yes. to be stupid. Yes. But, you know, that is the other kind of interregnum-ish type of thing which we're living through mm-hmm. at the moment on the Archers is yeah. we don't know how the flower and produce show is going to end up. And we're all sat here on the edge of our seats, you know, for the outcome of who's going to win what. You know, whether Joe's prize marrows are going to win first place and get that rosette and whether, mm. you know, what Jenny's going to make, you know, and I, and I for one, the, ten, the, the tension's killing me, Lucy. Ten, killing me, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> killing me. <laughs> right, now, uh, I think we should have a call or two. Yeah, go on. Hello, Ambridge 3962. Uh, who do you want first? Do you want a bit of Canada? Do you want some America? Do you want some kind of High Wycombe? Or do you want some South London? Uh, let's have High Wycombe. All right, then. That will be... Good evening, Dumpty Dumbers Worldwide. <laughs> it's Catherine <laughs> Rowan-Jones here in High Wycombe at 88 Ivy Fox on the Twitters. Hope you're all well and thriving. Well. <laughs> Today, I'd like to talk about Lower Loxley and the inhabitants thereof, and in particular, the floor plan. 
Correct me if what? I'm wrong, but didn't Jill and her sodding portable writing desk, <laughs> desk stay there at one time? And then there was Pip. So why the actual fuck did Wuss <laughs> get put in Freddie's room? I can't see any need for it. Leading on to the drug dealing heir apparent, Freddie. He's been taken out for pizza. Liz has brought him brownies. Shula made him some cookies and did something with peppers for some peculiar reason. Johnny brings him milkshakes. <laughs> Will he fit in his court suit? Because he's up before the beak shortly. I think the next trip's going to have to be to the tailors to get it let out for him before he's no longer out at all. And returning to... The Bodgers and Helen's sodding cheese and the latest wild scheme. If I remember correctly, at one time she made two cheeses. There was Borsetshire Blue, now Borsetshire Bland, and Sterling Gold, <laughs> presumably named in yeah. honour of Oliver. When did she stop making Sterling Gold? Or have the scriptwriters forgotten that too? Just some things to be thinking about. Thank you for everything you do. You're my favourite podcast. I love you all. Take care and look forward to hearing you soon. Cheery bye. Jones out. Bye. Hey, cheery bye. I forgot all about sterling gold. But I think she still makes it. I think they sell it in the shop. Something did happen to sterling gold. There was some something. What was that? Like a, a couple of years ago. I'm going to Google it as we you, you do that, and I'll try and manfully fill, uh, which will be okay. an impossible task without you to bounce off. But whilst you Google, I'll, I'll talk. You're so not bouncing on me. <laughs> you'll be so bloody lucky. She's right, though, about Freddie. He's being rewarded at every turn for being a little shit. Hmm. Yes, I suppose it's the fact that folk don't know exactly what to do. Uh, Johnny didn't exactly just walk around there with milkshakes. Johnny went, you know what, you've really upset me, you've let me down, uh, we were supposed to be bezzy mates, you didn't tell me you were doing this, I had absolutely no idea, you made me look like a right muppet. And it was Elizabeth speaking to Johnny, wasn't it, saying that Freddie was really down, the reason why Freddie went around there. Freddie didn't go around there brandishing gifts per se, saying, ooh, you know, uh, Freddie is much more um, cognizant of the gravity of the situation, but also just on a personal level, his friend let him down and didn't tell him what he was doing, you know. So yeah. to put uh, Johnny in that category is a little bit harsh, you know, and he was very sheepish But when he went round there, you know, mm, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And he did warm up. But you did say something interestingly a couple of weeks ago about, you know, Freddie's the heir and, he, and he's the boy and, you know, and also he's a bit bit silly. So everybody um, does coddling much more than, than Lily. And, and you absolutely yeah. do see that, you know. I, I hadn't thought about it, but the way that they are treating him isn't the way that if Lily had done this, she'd have been treated. But... Um, but so, yeah. Anyway, have you found out what's happened to Sterling Gold? Because I can't keep talking, Lucy. Sorry. Uh, no, I haven't. All right. So, well done, Catherine. You reminded us of Sterling Gold. And why was it even called Sterling Gold? I used to know, but I've forgotten. Obviously, it's because no, it of... Because it was because yeah, of Ollie. Because of Ollie but, um, yeah, but, but why? Because he did what? He helped start it off. 
He, he helped fund it, didn't he? Or was it his cows? Because didn't he, he have a oh, hobby? Oh, it's his well, cows. He? Yes, he was a hobby hobby f- farmer for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I do I do think, though, I mean, when you think about what's happening, mm-hmm. Elizabeth is despairing about um, – Elizabeth is utterly despairing about Lizzie, Lily, and critical of her decisions mm-hmm. and – uh yes is sending her money but when you compare her hands-off attitude to lily with her very very hands-on very publicly caring and forgiving attitude towards uh freddie it's completely different completely different Mm. and it's you know startling the contrast Mm. um yeah and it's really it's really quite depressing yeah she did have a little breakdown to her sister, didn't she? Saying what a terrible mother she's been, and you yeah, know, she well, tries to be mother and father, and yada yada yeah. blah blah blah. But yeah, uh, still, she's done a rubbish job. Uh, right, um, let's have another call then, shall we? So we've done High Wycombe. What do you want, South London, or do you yeah. want Canada? All right, all right. Let's have a bit of horny boy. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. So Hannah. I know she's rubbed people up the wrong way in the past, but I think it's uh, great that the script writers have introduced someone who is sexually confident, a young lady that knows what she wants and goes and gets it. But then she blows it, pun intended, um, with Tom. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway, um, that's enough of that. Uh, my other point is n- is more admin-related, Um for a long time, I didn't sign up to Patreon and just donated in different ways because I didn't want $2 every uh, week coming onto my credit card. Um, however, Royfield saves them all up and does one at the end of each month. So if that is the reason that's stopping some people from becoming Patreons, uh, don't worry. It's just one simple monthly payment on the credit card. Anyway, that's it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, many of you in Birmingham. Speak soon. Bye. To be fair, Andrew, I, I, it's not that I save it up. That's the way that Patreon works. So <laughs> We try to get the money out of them. <laughs> they won't give it to us. <laughs> yeah. Even if they, uh, even if you do a daily show and you got, you know, fifty pence or a dollar uh, for your daily show, a Patreon, I think realizing that people just want to have one payment, um, save it up to the end of the month. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's not me per se, because as Lucy says, if it was up to me, I'd be grabbing your money <laughs> from, from every episode. So. We'd be hoovering it out of your pockets if we could. <laughs> Um, so we dealt with Hannah being um, a sexually confident woman who knows what she wants. Uh, well, it's, it's well. The thing that bothers me, I mean, there are enough apps and things, surely, that if you want a sort of a, a, a hand, I was going to say hands free, <coughs> no, a, a, a no, a no strings hookup. That's you know very easily arranged, but to sleep with your with your housemate, oh, I know people that have done that, and it hasn't really hasn't worked out very well. Um, you know, and then and then basically somebody has to leave the house. That's how the, that's kind of the uh, the 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 final uh, option seems to be. Um, that's what I, I and I just think Hannah is too kind of um, she's too sensible is to she? do that. 
I think mm. she's she's I think she's too aware of um uh, her, sort of her sense of self self protection is too too strong to do that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. And I when I was at college I did Oh no. Oh what do you mean oh no? Because I can tell you did it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not going to be the only person that's slept with your flatmate. We we ended up being together for three years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You know, our Ashley Hazel now lives in Hong Kong. Um, she And she's got a, she owns a place in Turkey. I'd be quite honest about, about it. She's one of the loves of my life. She's a wonderful, lovely human being. And I saw about three years ago. Um, Dad lives in Hastings. It was a, it was, it was a wonderful relationship. And and it started off with that, you know, all kind of furtive, like, oh God, this is this is kind of wrong. But you know, you, two days later, pushing a trolley down um, down down a Tesco's aisle together, and I realised it was love. <laughs> you think good things can happen from from shagging your flatmate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um so utterly disagree with you and let's have another call should we go to canada now yeah hello royfield and lucy and all the gang of uh folks that contribute to dumpty dum it's jan mitchell from vancouver canada calling in uh i have a prediction i haven't called in in about two years so I thought it was about time that I contributed my little two bits worth. Hmm. <laughs> my prediction is that um, I saw, I, when I heard the little storyline of Henry at the karate and wanting to protect his mum, there was a, a moment there where he suddenly kind of shifted gears. And I think he may have spotted Rob. Uh, I, I think he... Maybe perhaps Rob has been kind of keeping track of them and was looking in the window of the karate. I'm not sure. But suddenly Henry decides he's going to become a karate uh, player and he's going to protect his mother. It seemed like quite a sudden change. So I hope uh, my prediction is not correct, but we'll have to see. In the meantime, I wish everybody well and want to say how much I enjoy hearing all your calls and uh, hearing what uh, the contributors to Dumpty Dum have to say. Take care. You know what? I love Jan Mitchell. So do I, but that is a chilling flipping. (sighs) That is a chilling um, plot prediction Mm. or a, or a reason. I really don't want that to be true. No, 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 and I, I don't no. think it is. It's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. When we've completely and utterly forgotten about the character of Rob, then he will make a, a reappearance. And I think the very fact that the because anyway, he's not interested in Henry. He's interested in Jack. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But then again, he could. But he could have been looking through the window because Helen was there, right? So he also he also is interested in controlling our Helen. But anyway, it wasn't him. I think. Um, Good. Do you promise? Yes. Good. Okay. Absolutely promise. Chillax, everybody listening. There is no Rob Titchener hanging around our Ambridge like a bad skunky smell. Do not worry about it, uh, but he will turn up like a bad person. Anyway, 
Bruce Lee or whatever he's called can smash him to bits, can't he? <laughs> chop, chop, chop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, another call? Yeah. All right, Who's then. next? Uh, let's go to Cape Cod. Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell, Yoko Bear, and all of them members around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, talking to you from Provincetown, Massachusetts. Oh, well, told you Provincetown, Massachusetts, then. <laughs> holidays here is at the very tippy tip of Cape Cod. Oh, I was right. Like Cape Cod. end of the world, in a good way. <laughs> Handsome husband and I are also celebrating our fifth wedding anniversary and our Aww. 16th gay anniversary. Which, as Adam and Ian and Yoko Bear would tell you, is the date of our first meeting, or date, or shag, or all in the same. Being on holiday, <laughs> I haven't listened with the same usual analytic intensity, or maybe it was just a week with not too much action. Brian's flower and produce spying has been a bit silly, but we do need that sort of periodic lightness in the archers, don't we? It was also nice to hear from Carol, and hopefully she'll be around more often. We continue to worry about Jazzer's health. Sometimes we cringe at his social awkwardness, but we root for him, unlike Hannah, who continues to be unpleasant and who I don't trust at all. She'll badmouth you the minute you turn your back on her. Yes. But I guess the question of her sexual orientation has been settled for now. Mm-hmm. Freddie, in true Archer's fashion, has appeared to rehabilitate himself in a week's time. Maybe he'll become a barrister one day. Although I thought he was going to get a few months in the slammer so that a new, more mature actor would return to take the current one's place, now I'm beginning to think he'll get probation. It's tough to make a prediction on this. His not going to jail would allow for a tidy makeup scene between Fallon and Harrison and Kenton. Well, that's it for now. Time to get back to enjoying the last day of holiday for tomorrow we do the six-hour drive home and it's back to reality the day after. Talk to you all soon. There never really was any question about Hannah's sexuality because when she was in it before, not that any of us really remember because she's such a bit part player, but um, Jazza was after her and she had a thing for somebody but i forgot who that was oh so all this talk some time ago that she could be gay she had a thing for tom did she have a thing for tom before yeah yeah well well then she was straight then isn't she was and still is and always was well she could I don't know. I don't know. It was me that started all this, her being gay thing. Well, and, um, no, there's a whole legion of people on Twitter that were speculating and hoping <laughs> as well. So you weren't alone, Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't... Hmm. I, I still think she might be. I still think well, she might do a bit of both or something. I don't know. Well, I suppose we haven't, <laughs> we haven't had a, a, a bi character in the village, have we? But... If she's going to yeah. turn her attention to uh, to the leaders, um, is there a single lady, as Beyonce Ellen. wants? Mm. Huh. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Helen and Tom, if she were. Oh, yeah. I quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all shades of wrong, but I quite like that. It's a Julie Birchill situation. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Right. Yes. 
Uh, well, that definitely would make Helen interesting in my eyes because, God, I can't stand the character. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's Witherspoon, that's Andrew Horn, that's Catherine Rowan-Jones and R. Jan Mitchell. Uh, but you know what we're missing, Lucy? What, what, what? Abby from Brighton. Oh, hello, Dumpty Dum Morning. It's Abby from Brighton here. Uh-oh, that was me. Sorry. Hello, Dumpty Dum Abby. Morning. It's Abby <laughs> from Brighton here. I hope everyone is well. Um, I'm just phoning to say a little bit about Tom and Hannah. I found all of this sort of a bit of a surprise. Um, I can't really see what Tom sees in Hannah any more than I could see what Hannah sees in Tom. Actually, that's more likely because who finds someone moaning about sausages attractive? Anyway, I sort of think that this is not going to go anywhere. I'd be surprised if they actually have slept together. It wasn't very complimentary on Hannah's part, was it? Oh, I've been let down, so you're the nearest thing about you'll do. Um, <clears throat> why would uh, like I've any man would worry about that? About Hannah, I've got a slightly sexist head. <laughs> she is blunt and she does say what she thinks, and some of what she says is objectionable. And I know people didn't like her being horrible about Neil and to Neil, but you know, just because she's a woman, that doesn't mean that she's not allowed to speak her mind. Um, I'm interested to see where this goes, but I don't think they're right for each other long term. Uh, That's all I wanted to say. Uh, Hope everyone's well. Cheery bye. Um, I know I did kind of mutter this under my breath, but um, (laughs) that was such a female perspective on what Hannah actually said to Tom. She said, uh, somebody's let me down tonight. Do you want to have a bit of a go? He's single. She's single. 99.9% 99.9% of men are going to go, all right, then. That's not at all a problem. It's <laughs> not at all a problem, that. Abby. Really? If you turn the tables, if you had Tom saying to Hannah, I've been stood up tonight by the girl I was supposed to meet, do you fancy a go? She'd have gone, piss right exactly. off. You know, that's, yeah. that, that's the difference of, of the sexes, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's yeah. like, anyway, so, so don't don't worry. Abby, uh, Tom didn't see it as any, you know, disparaging comment towards him and that he was uh, quite <laughs> some, some social second. Tom was totally fine with it. Anyway, so that's all the calls are loose. Okay, Tom. All right, then. Um, so it's that part of the show where I pretend to go and drink camp coffee, something which I didn't even know existed before I started doing Dumby Dum with Lucy <laughs> because camp coffee was what her grandmother drank. But somehow people thought that it was me that drank the camp coffee because I said <laughs> I drank instant coffee, which actually, Lucy, I tell you what, I can't drink instant coffee anymore. Really? No, I, ah, I really can't. You've come over to the dark side. No, uh, the Italian dark side. No, I can't drink coffee at all. Messes with, with me tum tum. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last year, uh, about last year, gosh, it was just before I came to America last year. So last year, August, really was feeling really sick and icky. Mm. Um, I remember. Yeah. And this was going on for weeks and uh somebody uh, a bit of a nurse type person said to me uh before you run off to the doctors do a food diary and just note what yeah. you eat and take one thing out one at a time first thing i took out was coffee because i was drinking what four five no, not five cups of coffee a day let's say three three to four three to four first thing in the morning one during the day and then one in the evening always have black coffee took that out right as rain within three days really uh, yeah I went, oh, my God, it's coffee. And then, um, so stopped drinking it since I've been over here. 
And then, but I go to coffee shops, not quite every day, but most days to edit shows and to work because I work by myself. So you find yourself walking into a coffee shop and I don't really like tea. And and they don't do English breakfast tea in coffee shops anyway, really. Um, And I don't like green tea and all that kind of stuff. So every now and then I'd say I'll I'll have a coffee and then you feel fine. But it's a cumulative effect. If I have two or three, then... Oh, and last week, oh, my tum just went all over the place because I'd gone to the bloody coffee shop and had about three coffees in like two days. So right. I just can't abide the stuff. So no camp coffee for me, no black coffee, no instant coffee, no ground coffee, no coffee anything, right? So, but it's an ad break. Well, Banco's our sponsorship by Camp Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's uh, it's an ad break. And if you're in England, you will actually hear an ad. And if you're not, it will seamlessly go on to uh, our social media roundup. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Good day, everyone. Well, we started the week talking about the conversation between Lizzie and Pip, and we were very puzzled that uh, Lizzie didn't tell Pip about Russ. Tori Eames Matthews said, I think Pip might be able to talk some sense into Lily, or at least Lily might confide in Pip when things start to go pear-shaped. I absolutely agree, Tori. That's why I was so confused that it was being sort of sidelined. Uh, Glyn Fuller Love said the news is presumably all around the college. Very surprised everyone in Ambridge doesn't know. Well, I guess there's some distance between the college and Ambridge. And Jessica Dysel said, I thought that it was odd that Elizabeth didn't say anything, 
Pip could have been an ally. Yeah, it does seem so odd. And Liz seems to really in, um, appreciate and respect Pip. I was, I was just very surprised by that. We also talked about whether Jazza needs to have a health check and I got um, a little slap on the wrist from uh, Witherspoon because I didn't realise he'd said something about it in the last podcast, but that's because my podcast uh, came down very late in Australia for some reason. Must have gone via Bulgaria or something. Anyway, um, I hadn't realised that, but we discussed it anyway. And Liz Villalobos said, worrying about Jazza is necessary. Jazza won't do it, so we have to. Uh, Becky Land said, Tom, Jazza... Kefa is very hood for you. Oh, oh. Uh, Tori Eames Matthew says, I've been thinking the same. Is this heading towards a health scare for our Jazza? Um, and Laura Jackson said he's probably not been to the doctor since his mum last took him. Yeah, lots more in that vein. We were just a bit worried about him and we hope that this resolves soon because it turns out that we all very much love the Jazza character. And we also had a bit of a discussion about the wonderful karate master. Now, I'm a secondary teacher, not a primary teacher. And I was so impressed with how the karate master handled Henry. All of you primary teachers out there, you wonderful human beings, you're probably like, yep, that was the way to deal with it. But I was like, I would never have thought of that. So well done to the karate master. And a little little bit of me hoped that he and Helen might have a thing later on, but we'll see. And Jean Bell said, I hope Helen reacts in a sensible way to the news. Andrea Williams said he's going to get off with Helen. So that's you and me, Andrea. And Leslie Grace pointed out that she was very surprised Henry knows any superheroes if he's protected from popular culture. Now, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. That was very interesting. Playground at school. And Linda Preeta said, I don't think she will. Then they'll make friends and get married. So, yeah, well, there's a possible future storyline for all of us. And we also talked about Alistair, who was so kind, so very, very kind with Freddie. And Karen Cunningham said that, She'd like to see uh, Alistair and Shula back together, if only because they'd spoil another couple. Um, No, I do like Alistair, actually. I can't believe for a minute that Shula would ditch him just like that because they're in their cardigan years without even trying to pep things up. What with her Christian principles and keeping her vows to God and all. It really is the strangest storyline. And Ellen O'Connell said that she thinks that Alistair will enjoy his life post-divorce, unlike Shula, who will probably return to type and be miserable. Well, she's already doing that, isn't she? Anyway, um, we did have a very busy week on um, the Dumpty Dum Facebook page. Um, I would just also like to uh, point you towards two other things. One is that on uh, Saturdays, Witherspoon very kindly puts up a non-Archers post and they are always just a kind of connection for us uh, without talking about Ambridge and the Archers. So I really encourage you to get involved with that. And also that the worst character of the week, which I have talked about before, which is on another uh, Archer's Facebook page, which is Upstairs at the Ball, continues to go from strength to strength. And there's been some great robust debates on there. And I must admit, I do touch um, touch base with that every week just for the worst character of the week and also because I absolutely love the graphics that are done for that with the winner. There's always a lot of debate about who the winner is and whether they should have won. So uh, lots of ways to get involved with the Archers uh, on Facebook, but of course we want you to get involved with us most of all. And we are on Facebook and just look for Dumpty Dum and you will find us. And next week um, it will be the uh, lovely Yoko Bear. And until I speak to you again, I say to you, hooroo. Hooroo. So I love, uh, yeah.
So Henry, popular culture, superheroes, the playground. Um, I, I did kind of say that halfway through. But that Henry did make, I did think of Henry this week. I saw a film called The Other Woman, um, which stars Natalie Portman. And she plays uh, the, the stepmother to a child. Basically, she's, lo- she's, she's dealing with her, her own daughter's death. And she's she's married to a guy who she used to work for. She had an affair with him, broke up his family. Uh, and a lot of the film is her relationship with her stepson. Who And this child is approximately maybe a year or so older than Henry is supposed to be. Their speech patterns couldn't be more different. How old is Henry yeah. supposed to be now? Eight? Eight. So that scene with Lee, it was a nice scene. It was nice with a capital nice, right? Yeah. But he he still sounds like he's three and a half to four. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really struck by watching this child who is supposed, I think this child's supposed to be about nine. And he's about mm. to go after prep school in this film, The Other Woman, and how intelligent this child actually was. He could actually string together sentences uh, in a very coherent and cogent way. And, yeah. and, I, and I, turned, I turned to Jennifer, who's an Archer's fan, and I said, doesn't speak like Henry Archer, does he? And she just burst out laughing. And, and they really do <laughs> need to move this up a gear yeah. with, with Henry's yeah. whole, whole yeah. delivery, because come on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if it's a case of they can't coax the kid to be any more, uh, to, to sound like his age, just get another actor. Change mid, you know, yeah. just switch, yeah. switch him off for a month yeah. or so. Then bring back yeah. another Henry. You know, we'll get used to it in two days. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, folks, uh, don't think that me mentioning the other woman was any kind of endorsement. So, you know, I'm trust me, I'm not saying go and watch that film. It's utterly a TV movie. I was hoodwinked <laughs> into it on Netflix because I had Natalie Portman. Oh, <laughs> quite like her. She makes good films. Oh, God, no. And she was the executive producer on this as well. Um, it was obviously a book. And uh, she thought, oh, I'll put my teeth into this. But, oh, God, no. Don't, don't watch it, folks. Do not watch The Other Woman. Unless it's a, <laughs> a wet, rainy Sunday and you've got nothing else better to do. Oh. Uh, Lucy, tweet to the last seven days. Come on, chop, chop. Yeah. You should always have something better to do than watch a terrible film on television. But anyway, there we are. Um, right, hang on. I've now got my tweets of the week all over the shop. Right. I really, I really empathised with this tweet. Jules Hillier, my train goes through Prudder. Certain I know someone there and have been racking my brain, just about to text a group of family and friends to ask. Then I remembered it's Ruth Archer's mum. <laughs> I need to get out more. I've done that. I've kind of thought of something and said, oh, that happened to a friend of mine. Then thought, no, no, it wasn't a friend of mine. It was someone on the Archers. Colin Heinink said, we had a power cut on a Friday. We stared at a blank screen instead of listening to the archers. The plot arcs and narrative thrust was surprisingly similar. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mr. Pickle said, in response to this, tumbleweed episodes are the best. You secretly love them. I have fond memories of that, the archers episode, that included 12 minutes of Jenny, Darling and Peggy trying to negotiate a pedestrian crossing. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I remember that. It was outside Fabrice of Um Sorry, I've managed to mess up all my formatting this week, so I'm now all over the place. Aristides said, I can't be the only one wondering whether turning horrible Henry into the child with weaponized hands is a good idea. Absolutely not. And tweet of... The week was from the alternate archer who said, Shula had Shula saying, Shula had Shula saying, you mustn't give up trying, Elizabeth. Take it from me. You have to keep trying like me with my map. No, well, anyway, keep trying. <laughs> that was very good. Very, very good. Right, Arlous. Um, Let's should we just rattle on and get to the end of this? Because I'm sure we've both got very busy and full and frank days that we need to attend to. Well, I do anyway, because it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. What is it? Six o'clock for you. It is. Mm. Yes. So uh, what are you going to do after Dumpty Dum? Um, I have to go to my leaping around and getting hot class. And then I am meeting my friend Jane. Ooh. What are you going to do with Jane? You're going to go to mm. a wine bar in Walthamstow and have a glass of. Nope, she's coming. Oh, she's coming round. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Cooking some scran. Hmm. Uh, yes, probably. Nice. Very Anything nice. else you want to know about my private life? Uh, there's there's loads I'd like to know, but yeah, <laughs> there's loads I would like to to question you. But the thing is, you yeah. might tell me, but not over dumdy dum. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right folks so dumdydum.com go there it's got shop and it's got all sorts going on um we fixed it it's back up it's fast um there is a very small community of listeners on that forum go and be part of it make it a little bit bigger dumdydum.com and don't forget of course we are having the archers dumdydum weekend in Birmingham in less than two yeah. weeks' time. Uh, oh, stop saying that! Well, oh. it's accurate, Lucy. You got, and, and also, yeah, I, I say it for I marketing know, purposes. But it sounds a nice long way away. If you say October, it sounds ages away, you see. And really? Like, Don't worry. It's September the 25th, and mm. you think October is a yeah, long way? <laughs> Honestly, stop saying it! God! <sighs> right. Now, for the sake of subtly drumming up more sales i have to say things like 10 days or like it's coming soon because and people go oh i don't miss that say tell them it's like if i said you know put it into minutes or hours or even seconds then it would sound like oh i've got loads of time but you gotta like you know uh, you know anyway so Archers weekend starts on the sixth in Birmingham. We we've got a hotel booked if you if you need uh, accommodation. We've got the BBC mailbox tour. There's only five places left on that, folks. Um, we're going to have dinner together. We're going to dance the night away, and there's a canal walk on the Sunday, and of course, then there's Dumpty Dum on Sunday afternoon at three p.m. So uh, Google Dumpty Dum Live Birmingham, and you can buy your tickets from Birmingham Town Hall. Go on to dumdydum.com and you can buy the individual bits uh, of uh, of the weekend. Now, um, I should have said this at the top of the show. We need we need more reviews, folks. Please write us some reviews. Uh, go on to iTunes or a podcatcher of your choice and write some reviews. On next week's episode, 
we will um, go and thank uh, the people that have written us some reviews in the last couple of months. Uh, we've had, a, had have some corkers and some very, very like sweet comments and stuff. So we will actually thank you in next week's episode. Uh, Lucy, uh, do you want to take over and, and yes. say some stuff? No, All right, cool. I don't need to, do I? Remember, I folks, to, to get in contact with us, you can send us a voice message via <laughs> SpeakPipe on our website. Which oh, is hang on. Have I, I have got something to say. Go. I have got something to say. Am I supposed to not? Because people get cross apparently when I tell them what tweet of the week is. So do I not say that then, or do I? Mm, I was surprised that so many people liked that comment. So she's obviously not the only person to think that. Okay, so I should not say who is tweet of the week. Yeah. Okay. If that. But I, how do I let people know, though, that they were in the podcast? Uh, I think you've just got to wait until I do the show. And then that, that is the inherent uh, problem because I don't right. always do it straight afterwards. Sometimes it can be like a, an eight, uh, like a day and a half's lag. Uh, but I think you just have to just wait, basically. I think that was really the point okay. that she's trying to make. Right. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. Right. Okay. Right. Sorry. Right. I'll stop doing that. Right. Why don't you you do the Patreon bit uh, and I'll go. Remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, which is dumdydum.com, or you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a message. I've lost the script. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoy Dumpty Dum and you want us to keep doing it, Although God knows why. Please become a Patreon <laughs> subscriber. It is around £2 a week, as Andrew said, or you can save it all up and do it in a big wodge at the end. All the details are at patreon.com. Your subscription pays for the cost of the equipment we need to do the podcast. Otherwise, it would just be me and Royfield shouting across the Atlantic at each other. It also means you get to access lots of extra content. We do notice who subscribes to us. We do really. And we are properly grateful. Mm. And just a little note of clarification about the you said two pounds and you meant two dollars, but that, that's an easy mistake to make. Oh, sorry. Somebody did say that, but he did um, it did remind me of something. Somebody said on some forum somewhere about Dumpty Dum. Why are they asking for it in dollars? It's all a bit fishy to me. I don't want to <laughs> send people dollars now. To the person that said that on whatever forum when I saw that, um, we have absolutely no control over the currency which, which uh, Patreon uses. Uh, Patreon is obviously a US country. Well, obviously, it's a US country, and the majority of websites and, and internet-based activities that people get payments for, um, I presume, are American. Though it has to be said, considering Patreon's been around for some like four or five years, you'd have thought by now that have you, you, the ability for you to change currencies. So you can do it in the currency of your own country if you're outside of the US. So um, I forget your name because I even forget where I actually saw this message <laughs> where you said, this is sus. I don't like it. All this Russian hacking, then you're asking for money in dollars. I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. But Patreon is incredibly secure. And there are properly our legit business. And for what it's worth, because the pound is is crashing around our ears because of Brexit, um, it that those two dollars 
are worth um, in English pounds what? Oh, God, I really should know this off the top of my head. I don't know. About, oh, God, uh, one pound. I'm going to say one pound 70 is what you're actually paying uh, per show. It's, it's approximately that. All right. So there you go. Uh, now, social media, Twitter, which is where the show came out of. Isn't it? Twitter is the mother and father of Dumpty Dum, isn't it, Lucy? Yes. It is. Yes. Because that's where I saw your tweet and I thought she is very funny and she likes the archers. I want to be her friend. And you said, hmm, OK, I will trust you, though. Hmm. This is all a bit sus. And you came onto the show and we did. <laughs> we did birth a Dumpty Dum. So we did. Uh, you can find Lucy and I at Dumpty Dum on Twitter. Lucy is found at... Lucy V. Freeman. And I can be found at Royfield, where I just put up pictures of me, mum and dad and me kids, because I'm that's what I'm like. And of <laughs> course, there is the book of face. It's Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's thing. Go on there and you can do the uh, Witherspoon, Yokel Bear and Millie Bell three ring circus show and join the 2000 other people uh, that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis contribute uh, to the whole smorgasbord, uh, the old ether that is the world of dumb tea dumb. Now, that's me just about got through the script. Any passing shots are Lucy? Um, no, only please laugh a lot in Birmingham because I'm nervous. You're only going to have like 200 people. That you're going to be monologuing to. What, what, what's there to be nervous about? I know. And it's not like you haven't laugh. done We're it before. You've delivered at least three, four um, speeches, monologues, et cetera, et cetera, uh, in front of an audience before. You did the Nigel dinner. You did the Dumb yes, Dumb Awards. Yes, sitting up on a stage. What are you talking about? Oh, We've gone right. two at the BBC Club. Yeah, but that wasn't a stage. Everyone was on. I was on the same level. It's fine. I'm just being panicky and neurotic. It's Lucy, fine. your level mm. is so exalted. You've always been on another level to to the rest of us. <laughs> Poor bits of humanity. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Yeah, so not. <laughs> it's so not. Your brain is furiously <laughs> quick, witty. Uh, when it comes to all things, com- not even just all things fucking comedic, you're just bloody bright woman. So why are you wittering on and pretending like this is a hassle for you? Heaven only knows. Heaven only knows. Because I have, do you know what? I have now sold my house. Oh. And when you sell your house, they put a thing up on site, on top, a, a sticker on top of the bit that says for sale, mm. that says sold. Mm. Right? And... Uh, I sold my house once and then it went wrong and then I sold it again. So the, so the thing went up and then it, the, the sale fell through. So I took the thing down that said sold and then I sold it again. So I put it up and I was very pleased with myself because I am not remotely practical, as you know, and probably everyone else knows. And I was congratulating myself on it and then thought, hang on, it looks a bit odd. And I had put slod because I had put it backwards. <laughs> And it took me three days to realise. And it's taken me four hours this morning to work out how to clean my own coffee machine. 
So honestly, when you say you're so bad, da, 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 I'm re- I'm a, I'm I'm shouldn't be allowed out without a responsible adult, and that's what worries me. You see, well, you're going to be in the sure company of 200 responsible adults. You'll be fine. Oh, that's true. Yes, okay. you'll be fine. And if you're if on your tombstone it says one thing and one thing only, it will be she made shit loads of people laugh because of her quips about the archers. What that you know. <laughs> Be proud of that. Embrace that. She couldn't tell her right from her left. Oh, I tell you what. Frankie Richards. Frankie Richards. Who's that? I went to school with him. He was a big lump. Oh, sorry. Big lump was our Frankie Richards. He was like 10 foot tall. And like, he looked like a man when he was 14. Like, oh. Right. He was, was he the... Was he the fullback? Wasn't the fullback? I forget what position he played for our rugby team at school. Anyway, he was 15. Jane Glue had to explain to him what was his right and left. He wasn't bright after. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and she said, him. the hand that you write in, Frankie, is your right. And he went, what? what? <laughs> yeah, run that one by me again. I think the... Um, our gym teacher was saying, Frankie, run left, run right. And he was just doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it dawned on us. Like a chicken. At the age of 15, he didn't know his right from his left. And his girlfriend took him in hand, oh. quite literally. Said, right, Frankie. <laughs> oh. This is where it's been going wrong, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, Frankie Richards. Anyway, a lovely bloke, Frankie. But yeah, didn't know his right from his left. Uh, right. Uh, and is the sky falling on Britain yet? When I get, when I get back there in two weeks' time, will there be a country left? That's all I want to know. Yeah, there will be. Ooh. We'll, we'll still be dithering, I'd imagine. Few. Dither, dither, we'll be going. Yeah. Right then, folks. Business as usual. Um, that's us signing out. Uh, but don't forget, if you want some more Lucy action, there will be a walkie-talkie coming in the next seven days. Yes. Yeah, she's yes, uh, she's been uh, interviewing interesting and important people. And Niffing can be fussed with me talking about shite. Uh, there is the things that made England, which is doing rather well, actually. And uh, do you know Margaret Calvert, Good. Lucy? No. She is the woman who designed all the road signs in the United Kingdom. Oh. She is an utter oh. genius and one of the most unheralded Brits of our age. Uh, nobody knows of her name, but we see her work all day, every day, and it helps keep us safe because I'll tell you something for nothing, Luce. Right? What? The government, in their wisdom, at the start of the 60s, says, bloody hell, loads of, loads of accidents on British roads. Got this woman to design these set of signs, and we now have the lowest rate of road traffic deaths in the developed world. And in part, it is down to this woman. And she got an OBE a couple of years ago, and it wasn't a moment too soon. So uh, go and listen to the things that made England uh, this week, where we talk about road signs and how they are an act of national branding and something which keeps us distinct as a, as a as a culture from others doesn't mean that we're any better folks before people think i'm being jingoistic and nationalistic about it but we are just that little bit different anyway so that's me things that made england of course there is mid-atlantic that's me saying goodbye goodbye bye 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.